there was no other reality TV show. It was really like the first of its time. An empire was born. If I had to choose a favorite, it would be Vicky. She's by far the most iconic. Let's talk about Housewives. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of And That's My Opinion, hosted by me, Cassie, a lover of books. And me, Sam, a lover of all things reality TV. And in our next episode, we'll be talking about Vicky's book, More Than a Housewife. But this week, we wanted to talk about just Vicky because there's a lot there. So let's get into talking about Vicki Gunvalson. She's one of the original cast members of Real Housewives of Orange County, which was the first location for the entire Real Housewives franchise. And I know she's one of your favorites. Uh, so what is it about Vicki that you like so much? She is one of my favorites. And, well, she's from the Midwest. She went to high school in the Chicago suburbs, which for anybody who doesn't know, that's where Cassie and I are from. So I definitely have some sort of kindred spirit with Vicky because of our mutual Midwestern roots. One of the things that I just really like about her is that she was one of the most authentic housewives to be on the show in any franchise. She truly just laid it all out there and she stood up for herself and she just was she showed real and raw emotions it seems like the further the franchises went into what they are now the more orchestrated and deliberate the housewives became in their behavior and vicky never was that in the raw moment emotions. yeah truly raw emotions are there any highlights that you can remember about big vicky moments on the show uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was hard to watch. Like she, she lost her mom during filming and she was oh. at a party at someone's house and it was some house that had like no phone reception. And so one of the producers had gotten a call from her daughter and then she gets the news and she's just like having this emotional purge you know she's screaming I mean she's like laying on the floor sobbing I mean wow. truly like heart-wrenching and that is not planned obviously you know it, it yes. was a true emergency that's so interesting as one of the first reality tv shows out there to have your life publicly displayed like that must be so crazy and she was one of the first people to have to do it yeah and now I'm sure there's all sorts of procedures in place for what they should be doing when something big like that happens I could never be on reality TV. I, yeah, I think it, as much as I love reality TV, I'm not sure I would want to do it. I think I would become too aware of there being a camera on me at all times, and I just, I couldn't do it. See, I think it would be the opposite for me. I think I would be not aware enough that there are cameras on me, and I would be acting crazy. I don't, I don't like the idea of people Walk, like- Walking around without your pants on. <laughs> right, picking my nose, like, you know, <laughs> snipping at people in ways that the public doesn't need to see. So that's one of the things I really liked about Vicky because I'm, I'm sure when that happened, there were conversations with her and production about whether that was something she wanted shared. And mm. maybe not. Maybe I'm putting more compassion into Bravo as a big TV conglomerate than there actually is. 
but that was a big deal. And if she did give permission for that to be shared, that just shows a lot of her kind of vulnerability in being part of the show and her willingness to truly share her life, not just share these orchestrated fights with other women. So I have watched Real Housewives. I've watched some Salt Lake City. That's pretty much all that I've watched. Mm-hmm. But I do know that Vicky has a catchphrase. So what's the deal with the catchphrase? So her catchphrase is whoop it up, which kind of just means like <laughs> <laughs> party, um, like have a fun time, be obnoxious, drink. She always says, we got to whoop it up. And she does this like thing with her finger. We got to whoop it up. Come on. Drink your drinks, because we got to whoop it up. We got to have a fun time. I thought Vicky was the woohoo lady. Yeah, so kind that's of both. That's what I thought her catchphrase that's, was. That's where it came from. So it's her her catch. It's kind of twofold, because she started with, we got to whoop it up. And I think the origin of that phrase really comes from her, her condo in Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> where there's a bar called Andale's. So in one of the seasons, she took some of the housewives to stay at her condo in Puerto Vallarta. And that was one of the like season trips early on, because early on in the show, mm-hmm. they probably didn't have enough money. They're not sending them to Thailand or to wherever. Right. So right. So they're staying at Vicky's condo in Puerto Vallarta. So they go and the whole time she's like, we got to go, we got to go whoop it up at Andale's. And Andale's <laughs> is like this bar where she walks in and they literally, they all know her at this bar in Mexico. They all just start chanting, whoop it up, whoop it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that would be great if they did. They didn't, but they definitely clearly knew her. So this bar Andale's is where whoop it up came from. And then eventually i think it kind of evolved into a woohoo and so that became her almost secondary catchphrase she would just be like woohoo all the time and it's very funny she also had a podcast i think it was called whoop it up with vicky gunvalson i did see that when i was doing my research for this episode it ran for seven months and i do have a bio written down about it Whoop It Up With Vicky podcast is a new behind-the-scenes podcast talking about Real Housewives of Orange County, women, and finance, and a little bit about life. And life is in all capitals, so Mm. inexplicably. That's so Vicky. Where does the financial aspect come in? So she, this is another thing that I've always really loved about her. She has never stopped working. So from day one, on season one, 2006, she was running an insurance company out of her oh. house called Kodo Insurance. And they do all kinds of insurance. I think at that time they were just doing health insurance and yeah. life insurance. Now it's grown a lot. Uh, but she she never stopped working. She did the show, but she was also running her business the entire time. And she's still working. And her son, Michael, is her vice president. And she's an extremely successful businesswoman, which brings up one of my very favorite Vicky moments. All right. The first season, they would focus a lot on her business Mm -hmm. 
as her storyline and things that were happening. So, for example, she was training this woman, Lori, to work in her insurance business. And Lori eventually became a housewife. And we followed her for a couple seasons. But Vicky's business was a pretty big plot line. In the first season, she was part of this leadership organization called La Tip. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. Latip. And I think it still exists, so I don't want to be disrespectful. But it's called Latip, and she was the chairperson or the 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 head person for this kind of business networking group called Latip. And so there's this scene where they're having a dinner with all of the Latip members in Vicky's backyard. And there's like a little stage and they call her up and they give her an award. And it's this beautiful like glass award for being Latip's member of the year or whatever. And she goes up to receive the award. She says a few words. And then when she's walking off the stage, she just totally eats it. Just misses the step. Oh, Vicky. (laughs) Going off the stage falls she's wearing like a brown halter top and she just falls straight on her face and somebody goes oh there's a step there (laughs) that sounds vaguely familiar i think i might have seen that clip oh and she just kind of sits up and laughs at herself and then gets up and keeps going it's moments like that that made me really love her Hmm. Wow, it's really interesting to dig into these women's lives. As someone who doesn't really watch the Real Housewives franchise, it's so easy to brush them off as just rich ladies doing whatever they want. But with what you say about Vicky, she has this whole three-dimensional life, and it's really interesting to learn about her. Yeah, yeah, and there definitely are those people on these shows where they are kind of just rich white women living in an ivory tower. Mm-hmm and coming down once in a while to scream at somebody. But there are also a lot of really strong women, really interesting women with uh, interesting backstories or fun companies or projects that they work on. And there is a lot to learn from watching the show too. Yeah, and when I was reading the bio for her book, More Than a Housewife, that we'll be discussing next week, I think it kind of dives deep into that kind of stuff and her medical history that she shared. I know that she doesn't have hearing in one of her ears because of some Mm -hmm. sort of tumor infection that she had going on, which sounds really scary, but reality TV it's so easy for it to be so superficial and forget that these are real people but I look forward to reading her book and hearing more about her life from her own perspective yeah me too okay my other thing that I had planned for you mm-hmm. I have a list of Vicky quotes I'm thinking I can read the quotes to you and see if you remember or can provide any context for us <laughs> the first one yeah okay I'm being nailed to the cross like Jesus was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being nailed to the cross like Jesus was. What could that... Crucified. What could that possibly be in reference to? So so this was when Tamara was going through her... She was going through a spiritual awakening and she was being baptized. And so this was her baptism party that they were at. Tamara was being baptized, not Vicky. Tamara. Yeah, but Vicky was in attendance. And I believe this is at the tail end of her relationships with Brooks. And Brooks Mm. was a really problematic character on the show. That did kind of come up during my research. 
Yeah, and it's still a little bit gray how much Vicky really knew. Basically, Brooks was like, not a good guy. There was a lot of lying happening. He had gone to jail for mm-hmm. for not paying child support. And then oh. at the... Oh, I did not know that. Not during their relationship, but just previously. He had four kids. Mm. Um And kind of at the peak of the conflict on the show, it was in question whether his claims that he had cancer were true or not. Yes, I did see a lot of that, which is nuts. Yes. And Vicky claims to this day, because I just listened to a podcast with an update from her from a couple weeks ago, and she still claims that that relationship and what happened on the show regarding Brooks is her biggest regret regarding the show but she claims that she had no idea and you kind of see it on the show she's just supporting the man that she loves at the time because all of the other housewives were asking for Mm -hmm. documentation basically they wanted him to show his medical records and she was like he should not need to show his medical records which kind of makes sense because she works in insurance she knows a lot about HIPAA yeah and that's a pretty weird request to make of anybody right especially somebody who's like an ancillary character on a reality TV show and people were like screaming about it and so I want to say that that quote was happening at the tail end of the Brooks drama and they were at the baptism party. I see. And it all came up and they're all screaming at each other and Vicky is (laughs) I'm being nailed to the cross (laughs) like Jesus was. Vicky does the normal thing and compares herself to Jesus Christ. (laughs) Which is wild. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's it seems like a really good piece of reality TV. As soon as I came across that quote, I was like, we have to talk about this. It is good. And that's where it's like a kind of a double-edged sword with any reality TV character, right? There are reasons why I love Vicky. And then there are things that I don't agree with her, her politics, her willingness to just compare herself to Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, Vicky. Yeah. And I think (laughs) that brings up one of the bigger issues with reality TV is when people just have a lapse in judgment or they're so emotional about something that they say something that will offend people or come across as wrong. And it's like, yeah, it sucks that they said that in the heat of the moment. And now you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, but it makes for great TV. Excellent TV. Quote number two. And I know you already know about this one because you have sent it to me on Instagram. (laughs) You know what's going to be sad one day is when one of us dies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love this one. I wrote it down as one of my favorite moments of hers. I can't remember where they are. They might have been in Bali because I know they took a trip to Bali. I, I will confess, I was trying not to watch any actual Real Housewives content before this so I could be the person who knows nothing. But A blank slate. Yeah, I will confess, I did watch the clip of this conversation and they're in like a jungle and Vicky's just so emotional and all the other women are like... <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what's happening. <laughs> So this was in a season where they had, I think it might be my favorite season. It's the season where Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon Bedore are friends and they're very close and they call themselves the Tres Amigas and they are just whooping it up all the time. 
and then Heather Dubro is also there, and I I also really like Heather. This was a really like fun season to watch because I just really loved all the characters on the season at that time. And so they take this trip again. I think it was in Bali. It it might have been in Mexico, but they are in like a jungle and basically the resort or somebody had set up for them to plant trees to give back to the jungle, give back to the rainforest. Yes. So like. Heather goes and she digs her little hole and like plants her tree, yada, yada, yada. It's so happy and so cute. Vicky steps up to plant her tree. She's also like wearing this fedora. I did see that. She's wearing this like <laughs> too small straw fedora crying in the jungle about her own mortality. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she, she turns around and she's like, you know, it will be sad one day. And she says it with like a completely straight face when one of us dies and all the other girls are like, what? Why are you saying that? And she's like, it'll just be really sad. And she starts to get really emotional. And this, this is the authenticity that I love from Vicki Gunvalson, that she can just have like impulsively start talking about death in the middle of like a really kind of fun, light, beautiful experience. She can turn around and be like, it's going to be really sad. I want to know what it was about her planting trees in the jungle that made her think about death all of a sudden. I mean... And she's, like, sobbing, trying and failing (laughs) to plant this tree, wearing this terrible hat, if I'm being honest, and all of the other housewives are filming her and taking pictures Uh. while she's, like, actively crying. It was pretty good. It is pretty good. Definitely one of my favorite moments. Quote number three. This one I pulled from Reddit and the person took liberties with the way they typed up this quote. And I'm assuming that this is meant to help with your inflection of the quote. So I'm going to follow with the way they typed it. I feel like I know which one this is going to (laughs) be. It seems like all of a sudden you wake up one morning and go, oh, BFF Gretchen and I. Do you know what that one's from? No. This this is not what I thought it was going to be. It seems like all of a sudden you wake up one morning and go, oh, BFF Gretchen and I. Oh, I think this, I think she was saying this to Tamara. Mm. Because Vicky and Tamara were best friends. And Vicky never got along with Gretchen Mm. on the show. Okay. And then I want to say it was Tamara. Tamara started to get closer to Gretchen and Vicky got jealous. Can I just say... These are some really, like, mid-2000s names. Vicky and Gretchen. Oh, yeah. Gretchen Rossi, Mm. who married Slade Smiley. Oh, okay. A man named Slade Smiley. (laughs) They used to call him the fifth housewife, I think, (laughs) because he was so active on the show. He just, like, was always in front of the cameras and always had some kind of drama with the housewives. Mm. And while he and his wife, Gretchen, were on the show, he did a stand-up comedy routine where he made fun of Vicky and called her Miss Peggy. And it created, oh, so much drama. Oh, man. Yeah, I bet. What quote did you think I was going to say? The family van. Have you seen that one? (laughs) No, but it was coming up a lot. Something about why did you call a family van? Yes, this was the moment. This was the moment for me that made me realize that I was going to love watching Vicky. What does she mean by family van? Like a minivan? So the name of the episode is Be Nice to the New Girl. It's season two, episode two of Orange County. And she is getting her family ready to go on a cruise. And 
there's six people going. I think it's her, her husband, her two kids, and then I think each of them brought a significant other or a friend. And she had called ahead for a car to come. Mm. And the taxi company sent what I guess is known as a family van. (laughs) So it's just like a family van. (laughs) A family van. Let's all say it together. A A family family van. van. (laughs) So... So it's just like a your standard minivan. Yeah, minivan. Exactly. So it shows up and Vicky is pissed. And she <laughs> because they have six people, they've got all their luggage. So she calls the taxi company and she's standing out on the driveway. They have all their luggage. They've got six people and she is screaming. She's holding the phone in front of her face away from her ear. And she's like, when do you ever send a family van for six people? And she's screaming at the person on the phone about how they sent a family van. It's very funny. Oh, dear. Wait, I'm confused, though, because can't six people fit into a minivan? Yes. They ended up just riding in the family van to the airport. Is that the point? I mean, I think it was a tight squeeze with all the luggage and everything. Oh, so this is a rich person complaint. Kind of, yeah. She's being a little bit of a Karen. Send me a big luxury car. Yeah, it's mm. it's worth a watch if you want to look up the clip. It's a pretty good moment. Well, the more I learn about Vicky, the more I want to watch Real Housewives of Orange County. Quote number four. Mm-hmm. Take this bacon vodka and enjoy your life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this one up. I didn't even know they made bacon vodka. She made bacon vodka after Slade Smiley (laughs) called her Miss Piggy at a stand-up comedy show. Her response was to take it and run with it and brand her own bacon-flavored vodka. And she gifted Slade a bottle of the bacon vodka on the show. Wow. And then got into a screaming match with Gretchen about it. (laughs) First of all, that is kind of amazing. Second of all, it sounds awful. Oh, I'm sure it was. Was this like a a commercially produced bacon vodka or was she like at home infusing bacon into vodka in her kitchen? No, it was like a commercially produced. Wow. With like a label and everything. I have no idea how much she sold or how long she sold it. I'm sure it's not around any. Maybe we could get a bottle on eBay, but. The things you can do when you have money. Iconic. I would love to get revenge on someone by doing that. Right? She's like, I'm going to capitalize off of this and make a bunch of money. So who did she say this to? She said it to Slade when she gave him a bottle of her bacon flavored vodka in response to his claim that she looked like Miss Piggy. All right. I'm just going to say it. I think Vicky Gumbelson might have been the original girl boss. Yeah. Only instead of an MLM, she sold insurance. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about the MLM angle. I was just thinking about getting her coin, standing up for herself contemplating her own mortality apparently <laughs> hashtag girl boss <laughs> i would love to see like a ray dunn mug but with one of us is gonna die one day <laughs> oh i would buy that like live laugh love but family van bacon vodka la tip <laughs> okay this last one i'm not sure if this was one of her taglines i don't think it was but the last quote i'm not a crazy girl Sometimes I'm crazy to mask the pain. <laughs> she might be She might be like the OG Barbie. It's so emo. Did you see the Barbie movie? I have seen the Barbie movie. When she's like, Do you ever think about dying? This is how I feel Vicky is. 
Oh yeah. It sounds like a quote you would find on Tumblr. I don't I don't recognize that one. Shockingly. It doesn't really explain why she said that, but I respect it. She's like crazy to mask the pain, but then also has this like brewing existential <laughs> dread. She's a complex lady. She she really is. Because then on top of it all, she just wants to whoop it up all the time. And that's a very good message. Because at the end of the day, you can always whoop it up. Who are you if you can't whoop it up? Well said. Don't forget to tune in next week to hear us discuss Vicky's book, More Than a Housewife. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, I have a lot of favorites from New York, too. That That's the one I have watched a few episodes from, but I didn't. Sometimes I get very bored watching rich people do stuff because I just can't relate. I feel that. I think it's the opposite for me, though. I'm, like, bored with my own life, so I want to watch rich people do stuff.